Um, I fail constantly in gift giving. Yep. <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. It's quite a, quite a top you've got on there. You have a lot to say about this top. You, yeah. you, you seem to be convinced that it's inspired by something. Yeah, I feel like it's an homage to some form of traffic sign or some warning symbol. I feel like it's just a, it's just a combo of colors and okay. patterns. Well, but it's the art yourself. is in the eye of the beholder, so I true. see traffic warning. This is true. The beautiful traffic warning. We are joined today by a caller. We are. <laughs> Aren't you excited? I love callers. I am. I love callers. My favorite. Yes. Our caller today is Vivian. Thank you so much for joining us today, Vivian. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Do you mind giving us your age and your partner's age and your region or city and your story? So I just turned 28 last week and my partner is 30. Um, we've been together for five to six years now and we're living in portland oregon Ooh, nice yeah and happy um, birthday oh thank you <laughs> um yeah so my story so my partner and i were not married but we do co-own a house together and i know there are a lot of opinions on this mm -hmm. um but i you know as long as we're responsible and we communicate with each other and you know, we know what we're doing. I'm confused so when out. you say there's a lot of opinions. You mean like people negative opinions about them co-owning a house or not being married and living in a house you own together. I can huh. understand why people would throw their opinions in there. Ugh, those people are annoying, though. They are. They've been together six years. They can own a house. Everyone's together. got an opinion. That's true. OK, I will let you continue. <laughs> yes, I mean, I think with mutual understanding, it, it can work. Um, and um, we're dinks, and that's double income, no kids. Mm. Um, I bring this up because finances are not a roadblock to the question that I will ask you. Mm -hmm. um, and um, generally, we're kind of like both very simple people. Like, we enjoy the outdoors, backpacking, climbing. I don't think that we're very materialistic. Um, and this will also lead into the question as well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like our relationship and what we like to do. Currently, right now, um, I am, I used to be working 50% from home, um, but now I'm kind of like mostly back at work. And my partner is working night shift, 12 hours a day, uh, and three to four days a week. So Ooh. take it easy on him. He's really tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, is he a doctor yeah. or is uh, we're both engineers. Okay. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. And so with these kind of relationship points in mind, um, I could probably lead into my question. Um, we started dating um, five to six years ago. And for the first year, I would say we were giving each other gifts, mainly on birthdays and holidays, like Christmas. Um, so not like, you know frequently, but on the important dates. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Generally, the gifts would be more on the things that we enjoy or would really like, like outdoor gear. Um, and so it wasn't too stressful, I, I feel, um, when it came to gift giving. 
Um, but then I think over time, my partner realized or started getting stressed about gift giving. Um, he bring he brings up a lot of good points actually. Like, for example, there's anxiety that comes with trying to match like monetary value sometimes, or feeling like um, you have to meet someone's expectations for the gift, um, or even surpass expe expectations oftentimes. Um, and then you know there's sometimes like disappointment with gift giving, <laughs> and you know I mean. Sometimes you try to be really nice about it, but sometimes the disappointment is like all over your face, right? <laughs> so I don't um, know what you're talking about. I'm like 20 for 20 with gift giving. I'm laughing because Andy knows probably how your partner feels. No, I know his pain. Can you confirm that you have expressed disappointment or maybe just express some version of a gift you've received not living up to those expectations? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> he has said that I have high expectations, but I actually feel like I have low expectations based on previous relationships and how I was raised, but it has a reverse effect where it actually takes a lot to surprise me. Okay. Yeah. No, we're, yeah, it's, yeah. we sound similar actually. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. when you say you have high expectations, I've, suspect you mean you want the gift to feel meaningful and to, for you to feel seen by mm -hmm. and for it to feel like a thought was put yeah, into it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I, yeah. I would say like the thought means more to me than the monetary value. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, putting effort into it actually is another mm -hmm. thing too. Like it doesn't have to be like, Oh, I'm going to buy something online and this is your gift. Like if, it was something like, I'm going to surprise you with this little picnic outdoors and a small gift or something like, I think that's like cute and mm -hmm. great. And like you put effort and thought into it and you know me. Um, so I think that's a big part of it for yeah. me. Um, okay. yeah. Stressing me out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Andy's stressed. Okay. Vivian, <laughs> Vivian, keep going. I know there's more to this. Yeah, he has a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress that comes with gift giving. So we kind of talked about it um, over and, you know, I definitely agree with him on a lot of these points because I do find myself, especially, you know, family Christmases, I tell them like, don't get me a gift and I won't get you a gift. So I don't have to worry about mm -hmm, mm -hmm. getting, you know, figuring out what everyone wants. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely bailed on some of those gift exchanges for Christmases in the past. So I definitely understand like where he's coming from. So yeah, we talked it over and um, the result of our discussion was that we decided that when it comes to birthdays and Christmases, we would talk about what we want and then go through with it together. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, one of like his birthday several years ago, he needed a new backpack for backpacking. Um, and I was like, saying like, hey, like, do you like this model? I can get it for you for your birthday. And he's like, yeah, I like that. And so it's more of like a discussion rather than like, I'm doing this on my own and trying to find something for him to surprise him. Mm -hmm. so, um, so, so, so you've taken the risk out of the process, but you've also taken the surprise out of the process. Yeah, kind of exactly. A, a bargain. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I respect yeah. that. That is a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, the surprise factor is nice to have. Oh, sometimes. yeah. You're, 
you don't have to convince me. I have a quick question. When you did have that conversation, how far into the relationship was that? Maybe a year or a year and a half into it. Okay, so now we're talking for the last four and a half or so, yeah. or four-ish years, this has been yeah. the arrangement that you have, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. it's coming to a head now. Yes. <laughs> so I think now, like in the past year, um, a lot of, obviously a lot of things have changed. You know, the pandemic hit and um, we got a new puppy this year. Uh, <laughs> so it's been a lot of work and very stressful. Um, I And especially with his job, he's working night shift. I find myself doing a lot of the stuff like around the house, like buying groceries, cleaning up, cooking, taking care of the puppy. And you, um, what are your hours of working? My hours are regular, like nine to five. Okay. Um, so it's a little bit more flexible. and um, But still so, full time. Yeah. Yes. So- Yes, yeah. <laughs> it is a full-time yeah. job and yeah. it, I mean, engineering can be quite stressful. So, um, and, um, I tend to take on more than I can handle sometimes. I'm kind of an overachiever. So, um, I often find myself, myself really tired, mm. um, and overworked and I'm feeling like I kind of want attention or, you know, for him to kind of take care of me. And I'm not saying that he doesn't like on his days off, he will, you know, help around the house and do nice things and take care of the garden and such. So I do appreciate that. And he does show me that. And, you know, the small things are really nice. So I'm not saying that he doesn't do anything at all. Um, It's just that this past year has been a lot. And um, I try to cater to his schedule oftentimes to help him out because I can definitely see the mental and physical effects of working night shift and it's not pretty. And we definitely discussed this. So he's trying to find, he's going to try to find like a different role where he could be financially successful, but also have a normal schedule. Mm -hmm. And you guys basically don't see each other much, I guess, during the week, because what, what are his hours? Um, seven to seven, the night portion. So you (laughs) have like four days a week. Excuse me? You said four days four a week? Four days a week, yeah. Uh, four to, like, every other week is four and then three. Oh, okay. Ooh. So those days, pretty much, you do not, you don't see each other. If you do, yeah, it's just Yeah, we only passing. see each other for dinner and in the morning when I'm going off to work and he's coming home. Okay. <laughs> okay, continue. Yeah, so um, because of, you know, all the big changes in the past year and feeling overwhelmed sometimes and stressed, I... Sometimes I, and it was my birthday that came up and passed, um, I was thinking that, you know, I kind of do want something for myself, but from him as like a gift or um, an act of kindness or something, you know, for my special day. And I don't want to ask him about it or Mm. like to tell him or discuss with him what I want. I just kind of want him to know me and to surprise me. Um, are you, you an Enneagram you, 4? Enneagram 4, yeah. <laughs> are you? I'm actually a 3 wing 2. What? Ah. Okay. That also adds up with the overachiever part. Um, you, got, you, you did sign a contract that there would be discussions of presents and no surprises. <laughs> I don't think I signed the contract. But, um, yeah, I mean... 
I think he knows I do like surprises. He understands that, but I also don't want to stress him out. So oftentimes I'm like, don't get me a gift. We'll talk about it. <laughs> but mm. in the back of my head, I do want a gift, a surprise. Mm. Okay, so does that bring us to present day? So you, ma- mainly your question is how can you get him to read between the lines and sort of make you feel loved with the love language that you would feel loved with, basically, correct? Um, yeah, so my main question is, I guess, I mean, I don't know how to balance my expectations sometimes with gift giving because um, growing up, um, my parents were more on the conservative side of gift giving when it came to me in particular. I have a sister, a younger sister, so they would always give her the grander gift. Hmm. And then like I would just get like a Britney Spears album (laughs) or something where she got like a PlayStation. And so my parents kind of thought that, oh, you know, she can handle her expectations. So if we just kind of spoil the younger one with this grander gift, then they'll end up sharing it anyway. So it all works out in the end. So I, my expectations for gift giving is pretty low and um, I don't expect too much. So, and I don't even know if it's part of my love language, actually. It's just more of like every now and then I do want that surprise. Um, You want to feel appreciated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't have to be like an expensive gift or anything. Like I'm very um, low maintenance, I guess. Uh, I don't like, you know, fancy purses. I don't, you know, I, I prefer like, you know, the whole picnic idea mm. over something big. Um, so how do I manage my expectations with gift giving? How do I also get him to know me enough and not be, you know, or not have anxiety with that? Mm. Honestly, I also want your perspective on gift giving because we have a very unique situation with that. So um, I definitely would appreciate your perspective and Okay, so my first question for you is, have you brought this up with him in any kind of capacity? It needs to be asked. Yeah, um, he definitely knows I like the surprise. And we, I mean, the fact that we already discussed, you know, the anxiety and stress and came to this conclusion that we were going to discuss our gifts before, you know, or remove the surprise aspect out of it. It, we have discussed it extensively in the past. Um, and he, I think uh, he thinks that my expectations are way too high and I'm like constantly disappointed in his gifts. And I'm like, that's not always true. I do appreciate the effort that you put into it, even though I do wish that you knew me a little bit better. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And one more question. Since you made that arrangement around a year, year and a half into your relationship, and you said you've been starting to feel... A little bit of resentment, I would say, in this last year, given how the year has looked and what you've been taking on around the house. Would you say that your resentment coincides solely with that? Or were you already feeling a little like a bit of like a tiny bit of disappointment around gift time because you were like, ah, like there was no surprise. Like, was this something that was already within you before it came to a head? Yeah, I think so. I think it's more of me compromising with him. 
and um, just kind of like understanding where his stress and anxiety comes from. Um, I also, um, I'm also kind of like the person who, uh, I'm a helper, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like to care for people and um, go above and beyond to make people, people feel at home, even with, in my relationship. So sometimes I feel like I sacrifice my own well-being for the well-being of other people. That's probably kind of why I agreed to it. And, yeah. yeah you, well, you wanted to be easygoing and you knew it caused some stress. And so you wanted to take the stress away from him. So you were mm -hmm. like, tell you what, you don't have to surprise me. We'll just discuss it. Basically, I can see how and why you came to that conclusion early in your relationship. But as we talked about with that marriage and family therapist months ago now, I really think it's important to remember that a relationship is pretty much a series of arrangements mm -hmm. of different varieties. Mm -hmm. And you had an arrangement instated fairly early in your relationship, honestly, but basically, you no longer are feeling super excited about that arrangement. I think it is important to verbalize that. And I, I know you've, you've sort of touched on it. But the vibe I'm getting from you, and you, you can, by the way, jump in at any time. But the vibe I'm getting from you, Vivian, is that you downplay your expectations because you don't want to be that person with high expectations. But there's nothing wrong with being that person. Mm -hmm. Like you've you've spent a lot of this call so far talking about the you know, you don't need the materialistic things and, you know, it's about the surprise. It's about the little things. Those are still expectations, but just in a different way. And it's totally valid to be like, actually, I do. I do care that you surprise me. And those are the things I, I care about and really just express that, because right now it kind of sounds like you're expecting your partner to read your mind. Yeah, <laughs> especially given you had an arrangement early on that was pretty much the polar opposite. And I understand the feeling of wanting to be seen and understood and known more than, you know, we're very similar in that way. Hence why I thought you were an Enneagram four. But that doesn't mean that, for example, I married Andy and I don't feel like I've ever been as known in any relationship, but it's not like that doesn't mean I'm here and there, not every day, but regularly telling him the ways in which I can feel better seen and understood in our relationship. Mm -hmm. Do you no, agree with me? Oh, yeah. You're not afraid to tell me. <laughs> and, and, it, true. and it helps. It's, if, if done well, if done appropriately in a peaceful manner, in, in, an, in an approachable manner, it, it helps. It, it gives me the cues I need if, to improve my game, <laughs> my marriage game. But I, my questions for you are, are several. <laughs> the first one, I want to know how you approach him in these conversations and how he responds. And, and try to give me the most like caricature response and delivery. Like, I don't want to know. I don't want this to be a huge explanation. Just what's your general tone and style of, of bringing this up? And what's his go-to response i'm generally more on like the passive aggressive <laughs> <laughs> yeah my favorite <laughs> the best i love it when someone can admit that <laughs> super passive it's very unpassive aggressive to admit you're it, passive aggressive it is true you can't be that passive aggressive yeah. if you can admit it yeah, totally yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, he's definitely told me that too. So, um, so, and- so, so it's so pa- pa- passive aggression is your go-to in these conversations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what is his response generally? Is it, there's several, I mean, like I could give you some examples, like, is it like, oh, I just try so hard and it's never enough. Uh, you know, it's more like this, like reactive, like, oh, I'm so sick of this conversation. Or is it more like I'll try better? Which, where, which bucket does that fall into? Um, he is actually pretty more, he's pretty direct. I feel like, mm-hmm. like he'll be like, okay, let's like talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where like, you know, that's how we lead into the discussion part. So he's not, there's not this sort of reactive disappointment. It's more, no. he's never, he's always just like, oh, really? Like, let's, let's chat. Let's, let's figure yeah. this out. But he would definitely like, he would bring up like how he feels about it. Like he's very open about that, like mm-hmm. with the stress and anxiety, um, not living up to expectations. He's very direct about that. And um, I can appreciate him for being honest. So he, he doesn't really shy away and he's not, uh, I guess, uh, reactive. He's more okay. defensive. Yeah. That's You're good. defensive. Yeah, that's a good word. Do you, does it ever escalate to fight territory? No, because I, I tend to like. Diffuse. Back. Okay. Yeah. But uh, along that question, if, does he get to the point where he's ready to fight and you go back or is it more of just, you sense the temperature rising like the tiny, tiny bit and you, and you sit back? Um, no, I think he's the type nine, the peacemaker, I guess. Oh, is that, is that Ooh, the nine? ideal type. He's on top of the <laughs> Enneagram. Um, so he's, he's very chill. Like he's not aggressive at all. So he, he wants us to be in a good place. Your relationship, uh, compare it, like, is it getting better? Is it kind of plateaued and good? Is it like, what's the status of your, in your opinion, your relationship? I think we're at a good place. I mean, mm-hmm. we own a house where we, we look at it as if we're basically married. <laughs> right. You, I um, think you legally might be actually. <laughs> Whether you like sorry, it or not. Sorry to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that this is like a huge problem in our relationship. It's just more of like, because my birthday was coming up and the this past year has been hard for everyone. These kind of feelings of like wanting to feel appreciated, wanting to feel seen, um, this kind of came up with my birthday. And actually, I do have an update on that since it was last week. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Surprise. <laughs> You're on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So um, probably a day or two after I sent the email, I was in the garage and I see this. I'm, we're doing some work in the garage, so it's like a mess right now. Um, and I see this box and I don't know why I didn't see it before. It's probably because of the mess. Um, and... I look at the label and I was like, oh, this is my birthday gift. And I know exactly what it is. Uh-oh. So he did go through the effort of trying to surprise me. Um, but it was more outdoor gear. And it was something that we had discussed before as well. <laughs> like I, we had discussed like, oh, let's try paddleboarding. I think that would be really good and fun for our off days when we're tired of hiking or climbing. So we actually discussed this and he went ahead and got paddle boards for my birthday. That's super and, sweet. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I, I thought that was, I really appreciated the thought and um, him for listening and knowing me. Um, so it was nice, uh, but it also kind of like 
stemmed from a discussion as well. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't like that surprised. Yeah, it, it was it was framed as a surprise, but really the item itself was not a surprise. You had had a full conversation about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I would love for you to give me an example of something in that box that you would have been genuinely excited about and not disappointed by. Oh, I was genuinely excited about it. Like we, I was like, <laughs> let's take it out like before my birthday. <laughs> um, but um, I didn't need something like that big or expensive. I would have been fine with like, even if it was like a ro- a small road trip somewhere. Okay, so it really is the surprise factor here that I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm also getting the feeling that you're more of a of an experience gift person than a physical gift person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I am. Um, I think that's my love language. I like the quality time and experiences mm-hmm. together. So I think my ideal gift would be like if it was a grand gift on the on the grander scale of things, like a spontaneous trip would mm-hmm. be my ideal gift and you've told him this though oh yeah and he 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 explained it to me uh in the sense that he doesn't want me to be disappointed and where we go because he wants me um to decide on where we go (laughs) okay i have i have a couple okay a couple questions here i have a couple questions based on has he okay three questions don't let me forget i have three Three. i've always say two and then i forget the third the third's the most important so first question has he ever surprised you with an experience gift where you're like uh this is is not right no he has never taken that risk really wow okay um what would be give me an experience that you would like honestly just anything outdoors um I love the outdoors. We both lo- enjoy it together. Um, I think have, it's... Sorry, I, I... Okay, that was the least important question. That's why I'm cutting you off. Have you ever point blank asked him, like, it would be great... Or not asked him, made a passive-aggressive comment. <laughs> it would be great. It would be so great to go to this place or to go do this thing. Or, oh, I'm so jealous of these people who are doing this. Thing. Like, have you ever dropped a really heavy handed hint like that? I actually have. Um, one of my friends um, took his girlfriend to a spontaneous trip to Patagonia to propose to her. Mm. Um, and I love that. I mean, it was, I mean, when I say spontaneous, it was definitely a surprise because they were planning a road trip. And then as soon as they got on the, or about to get on the freeway, he turned towards the airport and told her they're flying to Patagonia. That's pretty cute. I could could see how excited you're getting. (laughs) And I thought that was like, I thought, I mean, that kind of surprise is something that I would love. Mm. Uh, it doesn't have to be on you know that scale, obviously, but I definitely brought this up, and he said, "No, I'm not going to take that risk because what if you just end up hating where we yeah. go?" Yeah, I totally get that. He's an engineer. He's a very like pragmatic, exact person. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to make this whole grand plan, plan book hotels, flights, like find lo- you know activities to do in the location, research location, and then do it and have you be like, eh, "You missed." You know, he'd much rather get you a, a paddle or, a you know, a, a tent or something. Sorry, those yeah. are the only two outdoor things I could think of. You had a third question. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. You're welcome. This is less of a question and more of a statement about my experience with my lovely wife. Um, I fail constantly in gift giving. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. It's a, it's a thing we openly talk about. Yeah. It happens all the time. It's not, uh, it's not where we mesh in our no. way of feeling loved yeah. by each other. And the problem is, uh, again, this is not a question. This is a statement just to give you an idea of get into the mind of your partner, possibly, to see what he's feeling. But I feel that no matter what I do, no matter how I try, it's all for naught because I always will fail. And it becomes this thing where I almost feel like a hostility towards the concept of getting gifts. I'm like, oh, here comes another gift thing where I have to stress about it. I have to spend a lot of time researching and then end up completely missing the mark. And it's frustrating for me because I disappoint you, number one, but it's also frustrating for me because why am I so stupid? I can't figure this out. Like I know her inside and out and I still can't seem to figure out how to consistently get her good gifts or experiences or anything. So I know his pain and it, it has nothing to do with how much he loves you or cares about you or wants to make you happy, zero. I could just tell you guys have a good thing, but. You, you have to appreciate the amount of stress because you've made it abundantly clear, passive aggressively, aggressively, passively, subconsciously, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, that this is something that means a lot to you and you really would like it to work once in a while. The pressure on him is, is, is more than you think. And that pressure can sometimes work against it because he's not, it's like, for example, like if you have a big, you know, you have some big speech. You have to give a public speaking engagement and you've never done it before. And you, and someone's stressing you out. They're like, you got to do this well. Don't screw it up. You got to do it well. And you're going to screw it up. Right. So he's under like performance anxiety for this mm -hmm. stuff. So I think a lot of it um, is unfortunately, he's the type of person who stresses out about making the perfect gift, therefore backs off and takes the safe route. And you're the type of person who kind of in your own way, demands these perfect, exciting surprises as gifts. So it's a bad combination, um, unfortunately. And I think the, the way to get around this is to be a little more heavy handed, but at the same time, much more warm about it. So I would say the strategy I would take if I were you would be to bring it up drop extremely heavy hints, almost to the point of like, this is kind of what I want to do, but do it in the most, with the most warmth you can possibly give to him. So like the most tender, comforting approach, as opposed to any sort of passive aggressive approach, which I totally respect, but in this case, I don't think is, is the right way to I do agree. it. I agree. I don't know if the passive aggression is going to inspire him to want to meet you at, at that point. Mm -hmm. I know that it wouldn't for me, you know, even if I felt it, like the thing that was being asked of me was something that I could feasibly achieve. Yeah. There's a reason why passive aggression does not have a very positive right. connotation. Yeah. Because it, what it does is it, if, if Charlene's passive aggressive with me about gift giving, which she's generally not, but once no, in a I'm while. No, I'm just, I'm just yeah, straight up. She's pretty much aggressive. <laughs> but, uh, but, but the passive aggressive approach makes, would make me sort of resent the process. And, and I think that he's getting to the point and it has nothing to do with the way he feels about you. I have, I feel very confident that you guys have a good thing. Mm -hmm. I think he's resenting the process. He like, it, it brings up negative feelings within him every time one of these events approaches. Mm -hmm. 
I think another thing worth mentioning, and this I remember from your email, was you had mentioned that all the trips that you guys have done together, you have completely planned on your own. Yes. And I remember you saying like everything, like choosing where you go, how you're going to get there, where you're going to stay, the activities you do while you're there. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's relevant here because he hasn't had to really flex that muscle. Mm -hmm. And for what it's worth, not everyone has that muscle to begin with. I don't think everyone is a travel planner. I agree, but I learned how to do it. Like I wasn't, I just learned how to do it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I think that's also, you know, we are taking into consideration his extremely difficult and stressful work situation. Mm -hmm. I think that this is, you could consider it like a really mild handicap as well. Not everyone has the A, interest to seek it out. It's one thing to be told you're going and you're like, sweet, I'm going on a trip that's been completely planned for me. It's Mm -hmm. another thing to go to TripAdvisor and go to Hotels.com and and actually figure out the logistics of all those things. Not everyone has that skill. And so I just feel like that's another thing to bear in mind is to kind of almost help him with the skills it would take to get to that point. Because it can be extremely daunting to someone Mm -hmm. who doesn't do that and never has and maybe doesn't really necessarily have the interest to. And and along those lines, I think you should lower your, your expectations like... Drastically. I mean, we're talking... You can't even, they're so low that it's a new category of low. <laughs> um, and, and let him train into it. Uh, if he, you should really tell him, no matter what you plan, I don't care what it is, I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to, I'm going to be happy. So just feel no stress, no pressure, do anything you want. I just want it to be an experience. That's it. And I promise you, you will never till the day I die hear any negative word about what you did. That's the way to do it because he needs to train into it. And if he does, even if he, he'll do something, it'll be fine. It probably won't be that great. It'll be fine. And you give him that positive reinforcement, he's going to get the encouragement to be like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna, I, I got this. Like, I'm going to do it even more extravagant this time or more interesting or, or a little riskier. What, yeah, what you're touching on, sorry, I interrupted you. Finish what you were going to say. That's all. I just, that, that's it. What you're touching on is something I feel like I've mentioned before on this podcast, but mm-hmm. the mutual training that is involved in a functional and healthy relationship. And you have trained him from one and a half years in to about now, so five to six years, th- that, you know, completely discussing those gifts and deciding that you know, a backpack is great and knowing which backpack it is and is he's come to think that that's the language that you guys speak. This is going to take time. It's going to take more than just one birthday to get back together because you're pretty much now saying, like I said, the agreement thing. It's like, actually, I want this other agreement. And what's really tricky is you being able to make that transition without making him feel like the reason is because he's been sucking for the last four years or whatever. So I think it's important that it feels like, actually, I want to have this new chapter of how we express our love for each other in this relationship. I know it sounds cheesy as hell, but like Andy said, I think a lot of this is about positive reinforcement and a lot of mutual training. Like if you imagine like your puppy, you're training each other constantly in a relationship. This is an ongoing thing. We can both attest to that. A lot of training is positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And therefore, like Andy said, 
it's really imperative that you don't show disappointment needlessly. Like if it's like, I'm not saying lie, but I do think that expressing the ways in which it's a disappointment is not exactly inspiring, especially no, it, for someone for whom there's already major anxiety. It builds on that, that as I spoke about the resentment of the process. Yeah. And that that's becomes insidious. That's that's a degenerative feeling. It doesn't get better. Mm. So I would say drop the heavy hints, be extremely caring. Think about like, are you going to tell your Aussie shepherd to like, like, don't don't shit on the carpet. We don't we don't do that in this house. Like, that's not how you train. It's going to take an enormous amount of, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, you have <laughs> and to- that's. How you applaud have to th- the Aussie yeah. Shepherd when it does the right. dump outside. <laughs> right. You don't, yeah, look, you don't, don't rub the, his face in the shit. That's not how you do it. Don't rub your, your partner's face in the shit when he takes you to a terrible experience. <laughs> Just be like, oh, you could, it's good. I like this. We can do better next time. But don't tell him that. I personally think a good transition or a good test run for this would be a hybrid of what you guys are doing meaning you discuss what you would like for your birthday meaning i want a road trip or this experience Mm -hmm. and i want you to plan it for me so sure you lose the surprise factor however the rest of it is bespoke for you you know Mm -hmm. he can pick the activities you do or how you get there and those little things can be a surprise, even if the overall trip isn't. And then by doing that, he develops a little confidence in planning a trip and he gets rid of the risk mm-hmm. of you not liking where you're going because he knows that you're into where you're going. And I feel like you're happy because then you get a trip and then down the road, it can become more of a surprise once he gets a little yeah. confidence. I really, I really believe in this training strategy. Think of him like your puppy. Really, I'm not kidding. <laughs> No, that's actually really good advice. (laughs) And I think vice versa, too, because he needs to also train. I do think, you know, your question was as much about your expectations. He needs to retrain your expectations, too, in how he executes on this. Mm -hmm. I have a heart for your guy in this situation, I've got to say. We all can agree that this is a low-level problem. You know, you in in the grand yeah, scheme of things. We've gotten a couple of people who have similar problems where he's like, oh, you guys are in a good relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good relationship. Yeah. When this like, is the concern. Yeah. My gifts aren't good enough. No, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not belittling. It's, it's great. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations that this is the problem yeah. you're calling about. Yeah. But I do want to reiterate what I said early on. The two things. The first is that be conscious of expecting someone reading your mind as reading as understanding you because they're not the same thing. Andy, I feel understands me, but he understands me because I express myself. It's not because he's psychic. So I'm not psychic. Yeah, no, you definitely are not psychic. So I'm just, I just implore you to separate those two and realize that him not reading your mind does not mean he doesn't understand you. They're not the same thing. And the second one is, It's okay to be someone with expectations and someone who I can't help but think if your sister was getting a PlayStation and you were getting the Britney Spears album, which is amazing by the the way. (laughs) Was it baby one more time? (laughs) It is her first two. (laughs) Classic, classic. But I can't help but wonder, and I don't know, maybe it's because there was some weird family dynamic, but I can't help but wonder if you wanted to be the person who is low maintenance and... Mm -hmm. And 
emanated to the world and let your parents know that you didn't care about a PlayStation, even though secretly you might have, mm-hmm. or might have at least cared about a gift that seemed as grand as a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It's totally okay, I think, to have those needs and, and wants, especially in your relationship. So mm-hmm. I would just, I would kind of reflect on that a bit more and, and be a little more easy on, on yourself in wanting those things. Yeah, I think um, maybe the approach I need to take is a little different. I think before it was more of like, I was kind of passive aggressive, but I also was directly telling him like, this Patagonia trip was a great idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's more of like, hey, like giving him the opportunity to plan something rather than telling him like, I want this. Um, yeah, I, I think you might need to be a little more literal in these early stages, meaning for Christmas, I want to go to this place. Okay. Your gift to me will be that trip. You know, you cannot fail. You can't fail. You know, what? I'm going to send this guy. Give, give me your address. I'm going to send one of those letters where it's like cut out letters from newspapers and <laughs> magazines. It says, take like your girlfriend note. to Patagonia or else. <laughs> <laughs> Vivian, is this more or less what you th- thought we would tell you today? What were you thinking? Yeah, what were you? Well, I'm actually pleasantly surprised. Um, I w- wasn't quite sure exactly what you would say, um, just because I always thought our arrangement was very unique. I think it's not not to make you feel like less of a s- unique snowflake, but it's not as strange as you'd think. No. I know my sister <laughs> and her husband. For years no. now, the, literally their gifts to each other is just like a household item that they have agreed they need. <laughs> it's a very unglamorous. I think one year it was like a pizza oven. That was yep. their sort of luxury item. It's not uncommon for a couple to get in a sort of pattern. I don't want to call it a rut because for some relationships, it's totally healthy and great and that's all they need. Mm-hmm. But a pattern or a comfortable place Mm -hmm. where gift giving is no longer really gift giving it's more like making a joint purchase that you've discussed Mm -hmm. and if that's not the relationship you want continue to make that abundantly clear because that will take training to get out of what has been now many years of of yeah i hope this was helpful vivian were you you worried we were going to tell you to break up with him (laughs) (laughs) i feel very confident in my relationship so (laughs) were you i feel like you thought we were gonna go harder on him or hard on him at all um no i i don't think you were gonna go hard on him um what were you expecting us to say then i'm just i'm genuinely because i think my perception of other people's relationships are that gift giving is a love language in a lot of in common relationships where Valentine's Day, you're getting flowers, chocolates, the teddy bear. And I'm like, I never do any of that. <laughs> so that's also those what society's telling you. Yeah. Because Andy yeah. literally has never given me a single bouquet of flowers. Yeah. The last ever. time I gave someone roses on Valentine's Day, literally, I'm talking like I was in my early 20s. Yeah, I, I think that maybe people are talking about it a lot, but I don't know if it's as common as you might think. Okay. Yeah, I think just like seeing like other people's relationships, like the whole Patagonia trip or, um, you know, the planned engagement or like, you know, the spontaneous or grand engagements that you see. Um, and on you know, Instagram. 
<laughs> on, on Instagram or just like for my friends and such. Yeah. But also an engagement is not... It's different, yeah. Just a, a Christmas gift. Yeah, it's he's got to yeah. nail the engagement. That's <laughs> yeah, a different yeah, story. Yeah. Which we've had that as well, that caller. That's a different story. But just remember that you may see some examples of people giving great, perfect gifts to their partners. But trust me, nine out of ten are failing over and over again. Or if they're not failing at that, they're failing in other ways. Right. Be happy that you get, you know, a, a paddle instead of worrying about, you know, him with like some mistress, you know, yeah. instead of like, oh, he's working the night shift. Oh, he's not working the night shift. He's working at night, but it's not the night shift. He always has to go dark. I'm just saying, she's got a good relationship. Yeah, Should you do have a good relationship. Count your blessings. Yes, that's what matters here by far. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that, we know that you know that. Yes. I just want to remind you. Yes. Yeah. But a softer approach. And I think you, you, you're going to give it a couple of years. You'll get him mm-hmm. to where you need him. Yeah. Yeah. And have the conversation. The, yeah. This is where I want to go. Make it mm-hmm. abundantly clear. Because the risk is what causes him the anxiety. Yeah. And the yeah. surprise is what would make you feel loved. It's, it's a really, it's a vicious cycle. It's a long-term project. Yeah. Enjoy Vivian, it. I hope that helped. It does. It does. <laughs> Do you have I, any I other? I want to ask you, Charlene. Um, yeah. How do you approach it with Andy? Um, like specifically. Yeah. <laughs> How do you approach it with Andy? Well, I, I do think that we fall somewhere on the spectrum of being one of those couples that sort of has an, has an agreement. That, and I would say ours is a little more case by case. Like this past Christmas, you know, we were in a pandemic and we were both just feeling down and not like we needed anything for Christmas and just sort of stressed and we had all sorts of anxiety and so we just agreed to make a little trip upstate and stay in a cabin in the woods for a couple of days Mm -hmm. and that was our gift to each other to to ourselves as a couple and it was a full conversation it was not a surprise had it been a surprise I would have loved that but it's not how it came to pass and in the grand scheme of things big deal you know like we had a lovely time we felt mutually loved on this little getaway. It was a little getaway. But to, an, an example that might be a little more relevant to your question, I think, this just happened on Saturday, didn't it? We walked, pa- we walked past this cute little jewelry boutique that I always think is cute and interesting. And I told Andy, I was like, you never get me jewelry. And he's like, well, why should I bother? I always fail. You hate everything I get you. I did say that. And I was like, well, it's still the... The effort, like you just even attempting it is sweet, even if I end up exchanging it for something I do like. Mm-hmm. And I told him I, I want to feel appreciated and like a woman. Yeah. And Andy thought that was the cutest thing ever. He's like, you want to feel like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that the message, you got it. Oh, yeah. There's your birthday's coming up and there's going to be some terrible jewelry in your birthday. <laughs> But I would say, yeah, just be super direct. And it doesn't sound like you haven't been for what it's worth. But I do think that get rid of the passive part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there is one there. Can, uh, Charlene does a beautiful Canadian passive aggressive. It's always the same passive aggressive line you use. Oh, really? What do I do? It's, I love it. It's always like, like she looks at the president. She's like, you know. Whatever. She was like a very honest, like, eh, it's, it's nice. And I could tell she doesn't like it. And then like a day or two later, she'll be just sort of doing something and saying like, I don't understand. I'm the easiest person to get gifts for. <laughs> I'm like, oh, apropos to nothing. Okay, thank you. Anyway. 
Well, for what it's worth, my whole She's not. my whole family thinks I'm impossible to buy for, and I am a bit like you in that I'm like I don't understand. I think I'm so I think I'm so easy to buy for, but no one else seems to think. You know so. what it's like? It's like this is the this analogy. We'll close with this of um, wanting good gifts and not getting them from your partner who you think knows you inside and out. It's like have you ever played one of those games where someone's blindfolded and you're trying to guide them somewhere? Yeah. Even if you haven't, you know what it's that like on Survivor, is. right? And it's like you can see, and they're totally blindfolded, and you're like, "You idiot! Just go there. It's so easy. Just walk there." And you th- and you, you your brain can't sort of correlate that they completely can't see, and they have no idea where they are, but you can see so clearly. And that's the way I see this: is that <laughs> you can see exactly what I should be getting you, and I have no clue, hmm. even though I love you, and I want you to succeed, and you want me to succeed. Yeah. It's the, it's the sighted guiding the blind is what I'm trying to say. And you have to have some compassion for the person who can't see. I'm glad I got an Andy analogy. <laughs> yeah, I stuffed st- <laughs> yes. one there right at the end. <laughs> Wasn't one of my best, but it, it's, I don't it's, know. I was pretty it. into that. You're into that? Yeah. Okay, good. And plus Gabby enjoyed the survivor reference. Oh, nice. Yeah. Success. <laughs> Vivian, do you have any other questions? I think that's it. I definitely have to change my approach to it and I will keep you updated on how things go. (laughs) Please do. I'm genuinely curious Mm -hmm. to know how this works out. Me too. Yeah. And in the beginning, it's just going to be holding his hand with that blindfold on. Yep. And down the road, maybe it can just, he can find his way on his own. He'll find his way. And let me know if you want that ransom letter. (laughs) Yeah, I'll let you know for sure. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Vivian, thank you so much for joining us and good luck. Thank you. Nice meeting you both. <laughs> you too. Nice to meet you. Bye. Bye. Oh, that feels good. It does. It always feels good to take this. The off. relief from pain is, I find, often better than just pleasure. Oh, one hundred percent. That's why getting a massage when you're actually sore feels better than just getting a massage. Yeah. Or sitting after a like a. 15,000 step walk. Oh yeah. It's better than sitting when you haven't had a 15 step thousand step walk. Yeah. Or just sitting because you need to do some work. It's like, you don't even think about it. It's like, (laughs) Oh, that is a good sit. That that was a really cute. First of all, she was lovely. Lovely. That was a really cute question. And again, an indicator that the relationship is pretty, pretty solid. It's the lowest I find of the, of the whole spectrum of relationship problems. Yeah. This is the absolute lowest, which means the relationship is the strongest. And here's the thing. She wrote in a while ago, you know, we take time to schedule these things. And obviously it was something on her mind that it wasn't like an in passing mm-hmm. question she had, which further solidifies how good the relationship is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I like agree. that was, oh, that's yeah. the resounding question that she has about her relationship. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, with us, it's like, I, I even I've taken it, I think, a step even lower than the gift. I find the most difficult issue I have in our relationship is the fact that I often go to the bathroom and there's no toilet paper. (laughs) My biggest problem. It's not my strength replacing toilet paper. I always intend to and then I get distracted. Hmm. Interesting. You're always distracted when the toilet paper roll is yeah, extinguished. Always, there's always something to be distracted by. It's not that much to be distracted by in the bathroom. It really isn't. It's one of the most, it's the least the distracting The distraction happens when you house. leave the bathroom. 
suddenly there's emails, there's life, mm. there's errands. But before you leave the bathroom, you you say to yourself, I'm going to go get a roll of toilet yeah, paper. Yeah, and then somewhere between that thought and where the toilet paper lives, I oh. get distracted. So you're saying you have <laughs> committed to getting the toilet paper, but by the time you get there, you've already been distracted. I, every single time you replace a toilet paper roll, mm. I had the best of intentions to replace that same roll, I swear. Mm. Sort of like you have the best of intentions in getting me a gift I like. <laughs> ah, full circle. I like that. Yeah. So I think she's gonna uh, she's gonna take our advice, and I feel strongly about our advice. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the advice we just gave was rocket science or anything. I don't think it was, but it's the thing she should do. It is the thing she should do, and I I do think this is more of a baby steps thing than maybe mm-hmm. she would think or would realize. Yeah. It's sort of like. You know, when you try to change a habit, if you've been doing that habit for four years Mm -hmm. and it was an agreed upon habit, it's going to take more than one birthday Mm -hmm. to change that in your partner or for your partner to change. So some hand holding needs to be done here, especially with while he has that blindfold on. Mm -hmm. I liked your advice. That was good advice. Oh, thank you. Did you like mine? <laughs> oh, that's that, you're just fishing for compliments on your advice. Actually, no, your, I thought we were on the same page, we but were. I thought your advice was excellent and I just piggybacked and you piggybacked on mine and that's how it's done. So we missed this because it was after we wrapped and before she left, but she mm. shared that her boyfriend does know that she's on this podcast. Well, that's what I was saying, that this is the most passive-aggressive move yeah, in the but, history of relationships yeah, yeah. <laughs> to now, tell him, oh, I'm going to go on this podcast. What are you going on the podcast about? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> it's true. It is sort of like the cherry on top yeah. of the passive-aggression Sunday to be the, like, by the way, you should check out episode 50-whatever of Dear Shanty. Well, it's super meta because she went on a podcast where we told her to stop being so passive-aggressive, but she told him about the podcast so the move is passive aggressive it's a, it's a cycle of like she's trapped <laughs> that's actually spectacularly passive aggressive and i'm here for it i think that's yeah, hilarious it's amazing yeah it is funny to me when people like i respect it like it's very sweet and respectful i think when they're like by the way i'm going on a podcast to talk about a concern in our relationship that's so honest <laughs> but i always kind of wonder how that goes down <laughs> oh yeah it's just she probably just had like his eyes glazed over like <laughs> Like, do they listen together? I would have to imagine, yeah. That'd be funny if she's like, now go into your room and listen to that podcast. I'll be, I'll be out here planning a trip to Patagonia. <laughs> uh, that's anyway. a cute question. Yeah, I cute. like that one. Light. Light. Yeah. There's, a, there's a time and a place for a light question. And they're dinks. I've never heard that. <laughs> I've never, that sounds, it, like it sounds like a slur. But it's not. It does. Sound- I've never. It sounds more offensive than any other word that's it, considered offensive. It sounds like it should be offensive. Yeah, but it's not. Apparently, that's a thing. Yeah, double income, no children. I'm gonna keep saying that. Dink. It's really like liberating to say a word that sounds so offensive that no one's gonna be offended by. <laughs> dink, 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 yeah. dink, 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 dink. We're dinks. Yeah, we are. Look at d- you, you filthy dink. <laughs> so dinky. <laughs> I th- I think we can probably wrap there. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> it works. It feels good, right? It does feel good. I feel liberated for yeah. sure. 
If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we're going to ask of you. You can like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, tell your friends, and leave us iTunes reviews and ratings, and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. And on that note, I think that's a wrap for this caller episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.